What do PGA golf events, air shows, and maybe even the Country Music Awards, and a lot of other events all have in common? Well, a lot of them use radios to communicate, and many of them use temporary radio licensing in order to operate the event. I'm going to tell you all about this on today's podcast. All units stand free. It now appears as though shots are being fired. All officers use caution. It has been confirmed. Suspects are armed and are firing at police. Welcome back to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and we're here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. We're going to touch on a topic today that we really have not at all talked about on the podcast, and this is special temporary authorization of licenses by the FCC here in the U.S. So now, listen, a lot of what we talk about here is going to be U.S.-based. I understand we have a lot of people who listen, who listen to the podcast globally. So there may be some hints or tips in here that you can take and use where you live. So granted, a lot of what we say is going to be about the FCC or the Federal Communications Commission here in the U.S., but again, a lot of this might actually transfer really well to where you live, except we don't use the FCC. You would use something different or the sleuthing may still be involved here. So let's talk about this. We've got a major event. We've got the PGA Golf Tour. We've got the Country Music Awards. We have some ginormous air show event that happens down in Florida, right? There could be something happening in Vegas or something happening in the city or even a photo shoot or, or a movie set, right? Could all require something like special licensing. So typically what happens here, right? When you've got a large event, you got a lot of people out there, you need radios in the field. Well, you could just rent space on a local trunk system. Now, this assumes that, first of all, the local community trunk system can support you, such as they've got resources RF-wise available and even hardware-wise available to accommodate you, such as enough free voice channels on their trunk system. Because again, they don't want to cause any type of negative service to anybody who's already a paid member, especially for a weekend event or a week-long event or something like that, right? So that's one place that people can get temporary radios from. Another place, which could be free, could be to use existing MERS or business band frequencies allocated here in the U.S., right? That's another easy freeway. But again, you don't get a large footprint off of something like that, right? That'd be more likely simplex and point to point and could be pretty sporadic. And again, licensing could be an issue because if you have a bunch of other businesses who are still using that same frequency, well, then what does that mean to you? It means that your event, that you have security and probably stagehands and parking and who knows what else operating a, a crucial, probably televised event, which may also have thousands or millions of dollars in prizes maybe to give away. Mm, yeah, you don't want that to fall back on a congested radio system or network. Well, what if you could lease or borrow 
frequencies that you know will be licensed to you. And this is where STAs or the Special Temporary Authority Licensing comes into play. So in the US, right, you have to apply for these on the FCC website. But the key takeaway here is you're a secondary user on this frequency. That means that the primary user who might be already licensed to this frequency has their rights in force, right? They're licensed for here. It's a permanent license. Your special license is a secondary user, which means you can't interfere with the primary and you must accept any interference from the primary on your operations. So a lot of what we're talking about here right now is going to be ripped right off of the FCC website because, again, they've outlined things pretty well here. So what they basically say is that the special temporary authority may be granted for the following reasons. In emergency situations, such as natural disasters, to permit restoration or relocation of existing facilities to continue communication services, for a temporary non-recurring service where a regular authorization is not appropriate, in other situations involving circumstances which are of such extraordinary nature that delay in the instruction of a temporary operation would seriously prejudice the public interests. Pretty severe <laughs> rulings here, but let's break them down, right? Let's break all these down. So let's look at the first one here, right? In emergency situations such as natural disasters, if you think about that, if there's enough people coming in to do cleanup work, search and rescue, or something like that, that they can't use their own frequencies, they can't get into the NIFOG channels or something like that, yes, they could establish a set of frequencies that they could operate on for uh, based on the FCC rulings for this for this special temporary authority. Now, another one would be, again, to permit restoration or relocation of existing facilities. So I've seen this happen. In fact, I was looking before I recorded the podcast that there's a county just north of me that has basically filed for this because of a slow rollout of the new system. So they are basically filing because they need to keep their licenses going because the new licensing or the new frequencies or the new trunk system isn't operating uh, as quickly or being built as quickly as they would have liked. Or again, too, maybe they don't have the radios fast enough because, again, supply chain issues still happening. That could be a problem. Another issue here could be the fact that I've seen that they need temporary frequencies to migrate over to a new trunk system. In other words, they're reusing the same frequencies, so they were over to temporary frequencies, and then they swing the trunk system, then they can bring everybody back again. Again, another one here, it's number three, which is for a temporary non-reoccurring service where regular authorization is not appropriate. Again, this could be an awards ceremony, a special event, golf, right? Those kinds of things. So, again, from the FCC website, it says the STAs are granted with a fixed expiration date, usually six months or for the term necessary to cover the special event, etc. STAs do not have grace periods and are valid only through their expiration dates. So again, reading this verbatim off the FCC website here. It says the commission may grant extensions of an STA for a period of 180 days, but the applicant must show that extraordinary circumstances warrant such an extension. And basically says, you know, you're expected to use these frequencies within a certain date range. And if you can't, well, you better have a valid excuse for that. All STAs are issued a secondary non-interference basis. Again, we talked about prior at the top of the podcast. Basically, what that means is that 
you are a secondary user here. And if there is somebody else who's already licensed that frequency interferes with you, well, then so be it. But you cannot cause interference on the primary user of that frequency. It also says on the FCC website, which I think is very interesting, it says in accordance with the rules played out here, which is 47 CFR, uh, I guess subpart uh, 1.931A as an alpha, says an STA application must be filed 10 days. An STA must be filed 10 days prior to the date of operation proposed in the application. So what does that mean? That means that if we want to use something within the next week and a half, now is the time to file for it. It's that short of a turnaround for when you file to when you need it. So when you see something on the FCC website that says this is the grant date, you can expect it really to be like happening very, very soon. And finally, it says all ST requests must be complete and cannot rely on references to pending application. Lack of information or Adequate justification may result in delays in processing the application or even a denial. In other words, make sure you've got your ducks in a row. Again, you can't apply for about 10 days prior to any of these licenses. So it's very important for all of these companies to have everything filed complete and in order, orderly. So I know we're jumping over to our break really shortly here. This is a pretty quick podcast episode. But on the other side here, we're going to talk about how to find STAs, uh, what we look for, how I find them, and uh, also how fun it can be to actually search these things out. So as a reminder, anybody who is a Patreon supporter at the $3 or a month level not only gets this podcast early, but they also don't get it with the following break. For everybody else, we'll catch you all in just one second. Again, you can support the podcast by going to scannerschool.com slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. We'll catch you all in just a second. Chances are pretty good that you shop online and buy things online. So whether it's Amazon or eBay or Scanner Master, maybe you got a new radio and you're going to buy new software from Butel. You can help support the podcast with your online purchases. If you use our support page before buying things online, you can support our show without it costing you a single Sent. So before you buy your groceries, your golf balls, your socks, or maybe a new radio, software, or whatever it is, we would love it if you could use our affiliate links before you make that purchase. And this will help support the show at no additional cost to you. Go to scannerschool.com support to find out how you can help us out. Thanks again. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby? I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. Unication's G2 to G5 pages are great additions to your radio collection. Not only can they alert you with two-tone pager activations, but they can also monitor your local P25 simulcast systems that many scanner radios have problems receiving. 
And of course, many of our Scanner School listeners are happily using their Unication pagers to scan their local trunk systems. How do I know? Because they've reached out to tell me. My company, East Coast Pagers, is an authorized Unication, Swiss phone, and Apollo pager dealer. We not only support departments and agencies, but also the home hobby user as well. Find us online at eastcoastpagers.com. Okay, we are talking about special temporary authority or special temporary authorizations of licenses here in the United States for special events, such as air shows and golf outings and things of that nature. So how do we find STAs where they are issued? Well, the FCC is the one who's issuing these STAs. So we go to the FCC website over at FCC.gov. And I look under the universal licensing system. So again, that's the ULS. And very simply put, you can just go to FCC.gov slash ULS. In there, you are going to see several different options. And the first thing I like to do is scroll down most of the page. And there's a title called Searching. And we are going to go to License Search. This brings up a small window with just basically a field to put in a call sign. But what we're looking for in that little funny bluish purplish box there it says advanced license search and this takes us to a, another web page and in here is where we really start looking at any type of sta so what do i look at and how do i filter this page out because a lot of stuff going on here well the first thing i do is i scroll down to the license detail that is basically the third or fourth section down and what i do is i change the status to active and I change the authorization type to STA. In the date information, I change that to either grant date or effective date, and you select a date range usually within the last two weeks because, again, they have to be filed within 10 days. Then, customize your results. I show the max you can show is 100 per page, and I sort by the name. Now, you can geo-search, geo-search if you want, or just straight-up search. I like just straight-up searching because I like to see what's happening and what might be using rays around me or just around the U.S. And what's interesting is when you don't filter out on service type, you get all sorts of stuff here. So what happens is you'll get basically a page of results. And just looking at the latest results page here, I see that there's listings for advanced critical transport, which is public works. I see aerial video systems, which is very cool, which will show microwave links for video feeds. Bearcom operating, we'll talk about them in just one second, but their service radio code, if you want to play at home, is YG. We also have some other communications company, electric companies, cities. I see counties in here, such as this county of Los Angeles, the city of Orange. We also have T-Mobile in here and also Westchester County. Now, again, results will vary based on the time frame of when you're looking here. But it's very cool because now you can start clicking on the call sign. And when you click on the call sign, not only do you get a page that tells you the reason why they are requesting a license. And again, I'm going to look at the one here from a Baracom license. And right on the main page, it says that it's a two-way radios will be supporting a large spectator event for crowd control, medical response, security detail, and event operations. Two-way radio communications will be the primary mode of communications during the event. Now, again, the licensing is going to come back to where the company is located, such as where Bearcom is located. But 
what's really cool is that you'll find control points and remote points and stuff like that. And the frequencies have to be licensed for a specific location. So if we click on the locations tab, we will find obviously the locations of this licensing. So you typically find a, uh, a fixed location and mobile locations, and this will be basically for a, a repeater location for the fixed location. And then the mobile locations would be basically everybody who's got a handheld on their belt or whatever. What's also interesting too, is you can find the frequencies here. And again, if you're attending an event that just happens to be covered by this, this is a great opportunity to kind of get a, an idea of what to put in your scanner or your radio or something like that. If you want to listen to this event, but you'll also get the maximum out of power. And again, low power on this stuff. I'm looking at this license right now from uh, Bearcom and it's only 20 watts on the repeater and two watts on the mobile. And they're estimating that there's going to be 200 units out in the field. So again, you kind of have to be right on the event where it hears. But when I look at the map, and this is where things are really cool, you look at the map and it's covering the, looks like the TPC San Antonio AT&T Canyons course in Bear County, Texas. So what am I expecting to be? This may be a uh, probably a PGA golf tour that's going to happen this upcoming weekend or so. I don't know. I'm not a golf, golf fan, but here's where you can figure things out, right? And I'm not, I haven't taken it to this step, but this is where you could take it if you wanted to to find out where these are going to happen. We could easily go onto Google and put in this location and find out, okay, is there anything interesting happening there this weekend? And of course, that would tell us that this license is for whatever this major event happens to be. But again, it's one of these deals that it's like, if you're going to be close to the event, right, this, this will help you out. But don't forget, there's other things out there that you can listen to. Yeah, you'll have not only this special event with security and medical and everything else going on, but you'll have all these other vendors out there. So you still might actually hear stuff on the MERS channels and the business band channels. But as far as hearing the fun stuff, right, this will certainly help you find there. Now, again, there might be some other stuff happening that will prevent you from listening, such as encryption, or you may find out it's a, it's a trunk system. You may find out it's analog. You may find out it's DMR, right? You really don't know unless you go there and start listening to things. But again, this gives you a really good opportunity to try and hone in on exactly what you should be listening to or programming in your scanner before you get to the major event. Now, not every major event has STAs. Most big major events don't. I know my local air show here doesn't have it. You would think the event happening in, you know, every year that happens at, at uh, the end of the year, the beginning of the year at Times Square. No, right? It, it's big global sports events, televised events, those kinds of things that typically fall onto these STAs. And again, we talked about some public works and public safety entities where they move trunk systems over. They need temporary licenses to move things around to extend licensing on rollouts and, and stuff like that that are taking a long time. So there's a lot we can find from STAs. So again, where we find STAs, we find them over on the FCC website. But I am desperately trying to come up with ideas to create new content. And one of those, which is why we were talking about STAs 
today is I am hoping that I can start adding some updates to STAs onto my short form content, such as my YouTube shorts or my Instagram reels or even my TikTok videos. And going forward, because I do have somebody now helping me out with videos, I should be able to quickly sit from the camera, give an update on STAs and help you guys that are in some of these areas be prepared for some temporary licenses. So if you haven't yet subscribed to us over on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or even TikTok, yeah, now's a great time to go ahead and do that. We are at Scanner School on all those platforms except for on Twitter. We are at Scanner underline school. For some reason, we had to get it spaced out that way. But we're going to start a post there as soon as possible. Again, we are still going through cancer treatments. I'm telling you right now, this podcast episode took me forever to sit down and, uh, and get going. So I want to thank the editing staff and team for working their magic quickly to get this podcast episode over to you guys so that it is on time. But with that, I am going to say, let me know what you thought about this type of topic and what other kinds of topics you would like to see that aren't your typical scanner radio topics. You can join us over on our Discord server and talk about this podcast episode over at scannerschool.com slash Discord. And I really do hope to see you there. In fact, you might have heard my Discord chimes in the background as I'm recording this podcast episode because yes, there is activity on the Discord. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Altrack, Arthur Heron, Bill K, Bob Ross, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Powers, Craig Harper, Dan, Danielle Cavallella, David Dombrowski, David Pasco, David C, David Kuzneski, Danny Crotty, Dylan Hyder, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Davos, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, I Hate Junk Mail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, Jake Jacobson, James Broxson, James Felling, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jeff Waldrop, Jenny Taylor, Jim B, Jim Heinrich, John Cordov, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Derby, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Luke Hartnett, Mark Beebe, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Mike Lopez, Mike Piltz, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Bowling, Paul Teal, Randy Young, Raymond Hill, Rich Palmari, Ronnie Box, Scott Lefgrand, Terry Wright, Thomas Jampino, Todd Glendite, and William Arcand. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week. 73.